Today's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. If you enjoy our show and are looking to buy a new jersey, sweatshirt, or hat, you can support us by going to podgo.co slash fanatics and getting 25% off your next order. That's podgo.co slash fanatics. Fanatics, officially licensed everything. Is I really like the idea that they didn't ever make him out as a hero because I do appreciate <clears throat> and this isn't like one of my like good things. I just think I appreciate that a superhero is problematic in this world. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is films in black and white. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Season 2, Episode 2, The Podcast Supremacy. Y'all didn't think we were supreme before. We supreme now. So I hope y'all are ready for what we got coming. (laughs) I don't know how I felt about that, but that's fine. I'm a little awkward. We're supreme. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. We're supreme. That's where we're at. (laughs) Yep. Superior superior podcast is where we're at, to use the Spider-Man analogy. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, It's a little bit not as a crazy week as it was last week, but the week is also still young. So, so, so who knows? Um, We have gone five days without an insurrection. Congratulations, everyone. Five days without any light treason. Um, So here's what we got. I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you're staying healthy. Some of us are starting a new semester in school. I hope your first day of classes went well. Um, but we got some stuff to get into, and we got yeah, some stuff to go over. And I can't I feel like do that, that was directed at me. It might have been a little bit, but before <laughs> we can get into we can, we, before we can get into all of that, um, I need to introduce my co-host, and I'm going to kick it down to uh, the one, the only Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Doug. It's Monday. I I know a lot of people don't enjoy Mondays, but Mondays are my most productive day. So I'm actually honestly genuinely jazzed to be here. I'm really pumped to talk about this movie. So I'm happy to be here. So, So yes, but how are you doing, Doug? You know, I'm doing really well. Uh, it, I, you know, it wasn't just a shot at Marcus. I work at an institution that had its first day of class today. So they think like, oh man, if you're not going to class, it must not be that hard. Nay, nay, not true. Wow. I'm doing good. Um, I'm also happy to be here. Happy to talk about this movie and yeah, just, just generally excited in general, but let's kick it on over to the one, the only, the (laughs) maskless Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, (laughs) how are you doing this week? The cream of the crop. Yeah. Listen, I am in my senior year. Today was my officially first last last first day. I don't know what you wow. your first but. last, last day? first day. My first my last first day. It's um right. I don't know. It's cool. It, you know, new semester. It felt good to have everybody back on campus for one. It, it did. You know, it that was like the best part. Um, sure. Although it wasn't a lot, and as um, energe- energetic and energized as it once was, it's still kind of dope to just see your people after a long time. Everybody's kind of like, "Oh, we're back to this shit again," but they're still like <laughs> with a smirk, you know what I'm saying? And so it, it's it's like everybody's on the same page, and you're like, "Man, that was well needed." I'm so glad to see you. So it, it's good. I'm glad to be here, ready to uh, get to the shits. That's that's good. Good. 
Well, we thought it would be prudent and we thought it would be important for us to kind of give everybody a little bit of background on each other because there might be some new listeners out there who don't know who we are and what we're about. Um, so let's just do some formal introductions. So, Marcus, since you are kicking it over yeah. there, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So who are you? Um, maybe just some information that you feel like listeners might need to know in order to kind of understand what right, we're frozen. bringing to our movies. <laughs> Brian looks frozen. <laughs> um, He's just, okay, you, I don't know what. I'm just looking at the picture. Oh, okay. Picture. I just didn't know what was going on. I just wanted to make sure he was okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, my name is Marcus Destin, or you know, Marcus J. Destin is the, you know, it is my real name, but it also is the, it is the identity, the personification. Um, so my name is Marcus J. Destin. I am a um artist i am a podcaster i am a co-owner of a brand we um call never offended always humble which is noah aka noah um that's how we follow the mantra that is the mantra that is the lifestyle you know what i mean and so um yeah i am a black male uh cisgendered male um we're getting into the specifics um i am single i live in south dakota but i am originally from houston i grew up in houston texas um slash north carolina slash virginia um i've lived in colorado i've lived in pennsylvania so i am diverse in my livings which means i'm very diverse in my hearings as you can tell from the music that i'll play and in my watchings and so i've watched movies since i was like a kid i've taught myself how to rewind the vhs tapes i taught myself how to do all that kind of stuff and so um yeah, my favorite childhood movie was uh, was Wild Wild West and Men in Black. Wild Anything West. with Will Smith was uh, yep. that, that was yep. my go-to. Yeah, that yeah, was my go-to. Sure. So that is me, Marcus awesome. J. Destin. There you go. Well, thanks for introducing yourself. Brian, why don't you share and tell everybody a little bit about who you are? Well, what's up, everybody? Uh, so yeah, for those of you that are new to the podcast, my name is Brian Rausch. Uh, I am uh, I am currently uh, in the Chicago area, and I work in higher ed. But uh, I focus in leadership. I focus in uh, like strengths coaching, um, which basically uh, works with teams and individuals to find their strengths. And so I am all about team development. I am all about leadership theory. Um, and that's what I do with a lot of the students that I work with a lot of organizational stuff too. So you see that lens a lot that I bring to media, uh, for myself, I originally grew up in Minnesota, uh, and then I just stuck around the Midwest, you know, just a great Northern place. And, uh, myself, I am, uh, I'm also a father. Uh, I am, I am married to my wonderful wife, Maggie, who runs the love nerds blog and uh, I've just had a passion oh, yeah. for visual media, honestly, oh, anything yeah. visual media, whether it's comics, video games, movies for as long as I, I have know. like been alive. And honestly, my parents would probably tell you that it really started off like when I watched Star Wars, like for sure. when I watched Star Wars, the movie, like in 97 and it was the re-releases, not the not like original originals, but it was like THX remastered. That's yeah. when I was like, movies are special. And here I am 30 years later. Awesome. I love that. I love it. Great. That. <laughs> Thank I you for it. sharing. 
Um, no problem. How about you, Doug? I think you should tell us a little bit about yourself. You know yeah. what? Brian's really doing the most here. Like he's I'm making trying. sure that I feel well, he's he's really shifting. He's really shift. Yeah, he's yeah. this is an inclusive. This is nice. I, I feel the inclusive energy. This yes. is this is I'm really great. This is really great. Because Brian, I'll tell you what, in 2021, Brian, we're not dealing with Doug's shit about being no. left uh, left that's, behind. Yeah. No, that is yeah. also where this energy is coming from, Marcus. <laughs> Thank so you. I was like, Marcus Thank and I you. are not gonna catch flack again for just <laughs> no. Doug that's like, fair. No okay, all right. Well, you guys are off to a yeah. off to a good start. It's a my half and half. Yeah, my name is Doug <laughs> Wagner. Um, I am currently live in Vermillion, South Dakota, with my wife Brittany and my two kids. Um, so I'm a dad and I'm a husband. Um, and those things are probably some of the most important things to me, just as far as where my priorities are. Um, I am also a certified level one CrossFit trainer um so that's also a way in which and being fit and physical fitness is also something that's important to me as well um for my job um i am the director of the munster university center in student programming at the university of south dakota so i too work wow. in higher education so um logistics uh event planning and I'm kind of a jack of all trades there. I kind of do a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. So um, mm -hmm. I enjoy doing all that. As far as movies, you know, movies have always been like just a deep like portion of me that I've always sort of connected with and have been important to me. Um, at one point in time, I thought I was going to move out to Hollywood and I was going to work on movies. I was just going to accept the fact that I was going to be a gopher, um, start at my at the lowest level and then work my way up. And I got really scared by that risk and so kind of fell back to my other passion, which was just being involved on campus and so got connected to higher ed that way. But, you know, I always love the way movies can make a community and they can connect everybody. And I love the messaging. And yeah, so it's always like movies and TV and those visual mediums have always been something that's super, super, super important to me. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a little bit about your three co-hosts or what we like to refer to as the three heats here on Films in Black and White. So turn up the heat with all three of us. Um, and that's kind of what you got from uh, as far as who we are. Also, are you turning up knobs, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I'm turning up the heat. We're okay. here. I just want to make sure I was like, what is this doing? <laughs> Marcus is the set that music is just perfectly placed. Um, we also play a game here on this for those who don't know, and maybe Damn new right. listeners. Oh, we oh, play I'm catch so that quotable, and catch that quotable is designed where we just try to stump each other um, on movie quotes. And so right now we are evenly tied as all having zeros because last week we didn't oh, get yeah. come even close we to getting them right. Donuts, right. Um, so. I am actually going to kick it over to Marcus to make the decision this week because yeah. Brian had control of the board last week. I so, did. Marcus, you can decide who goes first. You can go first or you can defer to either Brian or myself. Your Hello, choice. Doug. All right. Doug's going to go first. Okay. Doug. Doug's going to go first. Do okay. it, Doug. Are you all ready? I'm ready, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to sound arrogant here, but I am the greatest botanist on this planet. I don't want to sound arrogant here, but I am the greatest botanist on this planet. A botanist is uh, that's stuff with plants, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. 
See, the, is it po- it's not poison ivy. It could be That's poison ivy. immediately where I went, but that doesn't sound like a line that Uma Thurman would say in Batman Forever. <laughs> no, Batman and Robin. Yeah, Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Honestly, it could be a trick because it could not be a movie. It could be a movie. It could be a series. That's true. I am a purist, though, so it would be weird for me to do a series. I'm, I'm going to slam that hint button, Doug. Okay. 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 Your hint is red. Shit. <laughs> red. Okay. Well, I'll go. I'll go first. All right. Okay. Go for it. Um, I'll just throw something out there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with this idea that um that Doug is doing a series and it's the Harley Quinn series. Ooh. Um, and I feel Fair like guess. that Poison Ivy may say something, but I could. I, I could be wrong though. That is a good guess, but that is incorrect. Good guess. All right. Though. All right. All Brian. Right. I, I can't reconcile the color because, right, you're saying red, but botany is usually about green yeah. plant things. I mean, some plants obviously can be red. I'm trying to logic this out for like. Good, I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do. But I, I'm just going to go with my gut. Is this Batman and Robin? Brian, this is not Batman and Robin. All right, it's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is said by one Matt Damon in the movie The Martian. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, he, well eats the poop, he eats the poop potatoes. Yeah, the poop potatoes. Yep. Yeah, he fertilizes right. his own potatoes. He poop fertilizes potato. his own poop a potatoes. fantastic book, also, by the way. I, yeah. The movie is good. Oh, I, man, I read the book. book and it's a blast. Yep. Great book. Great movie. There you go. That's what that, that was my movie oh, for good, this week. Good pick. Good yeah. pick. Damon. Um, I'm going to kick job. it on down to Brian to oh, read us the next quote. Hello. I'm very proud of this. Um, <laughs> all right. Hello. Hello. Here we go. Quote. Okay. I was an asshole. I can admit that. But requesting I ran from a serious musician, it's just, it's too far. Oh, fuck. Okay. So I'll do it one more time for all of you playing at home. Okay. I was an asshole. I can admit that. But requesting I ran from a serious musician, it's just, it's too far. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm lost. Okay. So I Ran is an 80s song by, I'm pretty sure the band is a flock of seagulls. So that gives us some perspective on the music. It gave you some perspective because I ain't know that. <laughs> Oh man! And this sounds like something where somebody said said it like jokingly. No, it doesn't sound jokingly. I got it. I'm gonna, slam, sounds... I'm gonna I'm gonna get that hint, but I have an yeah. inkling of where it is and what this is. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out so okay. I don't know. But give the hint. Maybe that'll help. Brian, what's your hint? The oh man, there's so many. But I oh, gosh. All right. Uh, the one that I'll go with is musical. Musical. I'll even give you genre one. Okay. So the hint is a musical. Oh, Brian, shit. is this Rock of Ages? It is not. Okay. It is not. All right, I'm out. And I'll have a comment after we're done here. Brian, is this the wedding singer? It is not. It is uh, La La Land. Oh, and it is Ryan Gosling's oh, character talking bitch. to Emma Stone because Emma Stone meets him at a party and requests Iran. Uh, I've yeah. never saw. I never saw La La Land. Oh man! Um, after the, I never saw it. I, you, you were like so close because I mean, this movie is basically like 
like it's a love letter to like old like Hollywood musical yeah. jazz and stuff okay. like that. And yeah. At least that's what John Legend says, and I trust him. Um, our egot, um, guy. <laughs> but that's true. Um, anybody knows? I trust him. I trust him. Yeah. Right. Um. So and so th- I've also been listening to this music a lot. I don't know why. Like it's not like amazing, but it's been brightening my days. That's recently. good. Hey, that's what so, you got to do. What you got to do to keep yourself up there. You, gotta get you know, something. it brings a smile to my face, even if it is just to remember that it got messed up at Oscars. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So all in right. Any case, I'm ready. Marcus, bring us home. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> You exist to continue your existence. What is the point? It's circular. You exist to continue your existence. What's the point? Oh, God. One more time. You exist to continue your existence. What is the point? It's circular. You exist to continue your existence. What's the point? Oh, my God. I got to be honest with you. I don't have the singlest thought or clue or idea <laughs> what this could be from. I think it's a I think it's a space age movie like it's I think it's something that's set in the future. I'm going to go hey, that route. It's definitely it feels like sci-fi. It definitely feels oh, like yeah. a villain monologue. Right, of just mm-hmm. like, why do you do these things? Like, it almost feels like Flash <laughs> Gordon villain esque. <laughs> right. Almost. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. All right. Give us that hint, Marcus. Yeah, dude. Your hint is father. Hint is father? Yes, your hint is father. Fuck, okay. Um, I think. Daddy, if you will. Oh. <laughs> Kitten is is also acceptable. Nice kitten. Um, So here's what I here's what I got. So here's what I got. Here's my guess. Marcus, is this Gemini Man? It is not, but that's a great guess. No. Yeah. My thought was is that it's uh, himself talking to himself. It's and Marcus likes Will Smith. Good call. It was good placed. call. That was yep. a good call. And to be honest, this, this line could have been in that movie. Yeah, that, yeah. that line could have been in that movie, but this is not where it's from. Okay. Okay. Is this is this the Matrix? It is not, but these right. are both very two great guesses. <sighs> this gentleman is the reason I fell in love with Christian Bale. It is from the movie Equilibrium. Equal Grammaton clerics. Yes. Oh. yes. Good yes. movie. Good oh it was It was my reference. They told me who was playing Batman and they yep. said Christian Bale. I said, who the fuck is that? And my <laughs> uncle said, go watch Equilibrium. And yep. I yeah. said, all right. Yeah. Fell in love with that movie. Yeah. Oh, it's that amazing. movie's amazing. Yeah. That, it's a great think, movie. Never skip it. Oh my gosh. That movie. I can't. Yes. Yeah. I can't speak really highly enough about it. Also, yeah. another movie yeah. where Sean Bean is dies. So yes. you, you can't <laughs> go wrong Almost, there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the record continues. The streak continues. Well, again, <laughs> this is season two, episode two. We all got goose eggs. Still got in that big fat zero. Big so we're just, which is that's fine. all right though. We're which warming up. Fine. It's all right. Exactly. Right. We gotta get we gotta get our, our feet under us. We did a couple of yeah, couple bonus that. episodes there where we didn't do catch that quotable, <laughs> so we got rusty. That's what happened. Um, that's true. That's all what right. happened. We'll take that. Well, the speed of Hollywood moves pretty quickly, and we need to make sure that we cover some news. So where we would normally, on a news episode, run down three or four topics, because this is a movie episode, we're just gonna give you straight up news like just really quick 
um, just some things from around. And I actually am going to go first. Um, All right. Just kind of kick us off that way. Um, my piece of news. Relates, know, what's up, Doug? My piece of news relates directly to uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, they announced a few weeks ago that they made the decision to release all of its 2021 film slate directly on HBO Max and in theaters at the same time oh, because yeah. somebody at Warner Brothers listens to this particular podcast. Um, and Clearly. So, right. So there are 17 movies that are going to do the same thing that Wonder Woman did. Release on HBO Max and in theaters for about a month, and then it'll just move exclusively to theaters. So the big question from a lot of this is it was sprung on a lot of these creators and a lot of mm -hmm. these movie studios that work with Warner Brothers on like, what the hell, man? Like, how are we going to make our money and how are we going to make our ends meet? Um, and what is actually coming out is that they are they've made sort of a, an announcement um, that they are going to still intend on paying everybody. Um, basically, directors, hmm. cast, and crew will be guaranteed compensation for their movies independent of the movie's box office numbers. So regardless of how these movies do in the box office and on HBO Max, they've been guaranteed a certain amount of money. Now, in states where low like box off like where theaters are closed the bar will be set lower and in theaters where box like th in states where theaters are open the bar will be set higher and they're calling this provision the covid19 multiplier um so it depends on what's going on in each state so it sounds super complicated um and i didn't go i mean you can find this all on bloomberg news um so i didn't go super into the weeds but that's kind of where it's at the other cool thing about this is that there are some other people who are involved in the creative process who are going to be included in how they get paid. So like writers would normally not receive any type of bonuses from working during right. these particular movies. But now the deal says that writers and crew members will also receive bonuses from box office releases of their movies where in previous years they would not. So, yeah, so that's what I got for news this week. I mean, it's a big announcement. There was a it was a pretty controversial decision to, like, move all of this stuff the way it, they did. Um, so it's kind of exciting that they've made the decision to keep everything and, and move it in the direction. Right. That so that's my news for this week. Thoughts on that at all? I'm wondering if this like shuts everybody up. And I mean that in the nicest yeah, way for sure. possible, like from yeah. like a very crude brash way is like, yep. was this WB just being like, Hey, everybody shut up. You're going to get paid. Like don't I, sue us. I kind of that's think kind so. of what it feels like. Cause there were some lawsuits that were amping up like legendary films, the ones that had done um, Kong and Godzilla was pretty much gearing up to say like, Hey, guess what? Strap in. We're taking you to court because you didn't give us any heads up that this was going to happen. Right. Um, and you prevented mm. us from selling our movie to Netflix, which is what they wanted to do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I have a feeling that this is sort of like a everybody shut up. You're going to get paid. Um, but I mean, mm -hmm. and it sounds like they're making their money because HBO had to shell out a shit ton of money to be able to have this deal happen. Um, and so right. I have a feeling that that's kind of where they went on that end. So that's what I got. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's what we were talking about. Doug. I mean, Doug and I were talking about in the office was like, yep. That's exactly how he explained it. It just felt like it was just somebody saying, Hey, you, you're, you're going to be just fine. And it also yep. seems like it allows people to, for them to do what they want to, as far as the movie is concerned. Sure. If I pay you, maybe it's like an underlying, we get to put it on streaming, but you're already paid. So you can't really say anything else about what we do for the remainder of this year. Yeah, um, for sure. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, but either way, it's nice to have some detail on it because, like I said, it, it was a little touch and go. And I think the big question from everybody around the around the horn was like, 
man, what are they going to do? How are they going to pay for this? Because, you know, that's, that's sometimes how a lot of studios will fund their next project from based on like how they did with a movie that they just released. So it's nice to know that they can still move stuff in the right direction. So that's very true. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So I'll kick it on over to Marcus or Brian to cover the next piece of news. Whoever wants to go. Marcus, take it away. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, Kevin Feig is going on some type of, he's going on some type of run, some type of press run, clearly, oh. because he's mm-hmm. saying things, hey. but not saying anything, but he's you know, got to get that WandaVision that, out, man. He, he is definitely. And while he's talking about WandaVision, he's also, you know, giving, spilling some secrets about things that are happening, but not saying a lot, you know, kind of being kind of vague. But one of the things that he could confirm for us was that Deadpool three is confirmed to be in the MCU and are rated so they're going to stick with an r-rated deadpool that's awesome Um, and it was said um you know while he's doing vision he said ryan reynolds is helping oversee that script which i think is great ryan reynolds he really hasn't done anything his worst movie is still a good movie you know what i'm saying and and so yes um i feel like you know that's a good person ryan reynolds really cares about the role and i can see him going up to deadpool 5 and doing it as long as he can have a good time with it and so um they're working and overseeing that script right now um fee doesn't believe the movie will get underway this year but Reynolds um and he wants to make sure they get Deadpool's entry into the MCU just right and if that means um Marvel Studios has plenty of stuff to work on so Ryan Reynolds is a busy guy so I imagine that that is going to take a little bit of time but that is the news that I have sure awesome Brian what do you got it's really nothing special but there you go it's still exciting because it that was a huge question mark when Disney purchased Fox and acquired their property. That was a huge mm-hmm. question was like, do you still have the Merc with the mouth and being foul mouthed and R. being rated mm-hmm. R? Do you try to Disneyfy him? And the fact is, right. is that they were like, nope, we're going to go with it. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that they're sticking with that plan. So it is, it's nice to know. And I think it's reassuring for like diehard Deadpool fans. And it's, yeah, a, and it's the, a great oh, introduction in case, um, sorry, Brian, nope. it's a, it's a, it's a great introduction in case, they want to see how well they can do it and how well they can make other R-rated projects and series and movies, et cetera, under Disney or this Disney dark or Disney rated R, yep. whatever you want to call it. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Well, now that was going to be my other, like really quick two things. One, he wrote, like he has the writing credit for Deadpool two. And I think that Deadpool two is better than the original Deadpool. So like, I, yeah, I think yeah. we're in for some good stuff, especially with all of like the firepower with Marvel. Um, and then the other thing too is like I, I totally agree with you, Marcus. Like they absolutely want to expand into like a Marvel Knights mm-hmm. type situation. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with those comics that were like trying to be edgy, kind of, and then yep. that brand went away, and then it came back like too for some of the team they did, and then it went away again. So like I feel like that's kind of a space they want to expand into because they know they can make more money there. So oh, yep. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For sure. But uh, Brian Roush, well, what do you have for us? All right. So uh, for those of you that enjoy Star Wars, like myself, uh, LucasArts announced today that they are unifying all of their games under one banner called Lucasfilm Games. And this may not seem like a big deal. It may just okay. seem like, oh, you got this as a press release and you just published it, <laughs> which it kind of is. But one of the lenses I want to bring to this is that uh, you don't do a big rebrand, and I'm talking like they are redoing their social channel, channels, their Twitter, wow. their Facebook. Um, 
they are redirecting basically how they reach out to fans and basically with this entire rebrand they also put out a sizzle reel so basically everything that's out right now that you can play and uh for those listeners that don't know i used to write for a site called combo.com that site does not exist anymore it got bought um but during my time in reporting games journal you don't you do this and make like a big deal about it unless like it's you're gonna do something with it soon Mm -hmm. um so they have this really fancy new logo you can just you can go find that on twitter um at lucasfilm games and uh you can check it out it's a nice logo but basically my analysis here is that i think we're probably going to be getting some lucasfilm game announcements pretty soon for sure Uh, it's a pretty big deal that they want to unify it all under one brand i have no idea what games we're talking about yeah Um, there's rumors about battlefront 3 but um as far as the news goes that that's all that i had for that but i think it's interesting i think we have some exciting things coming our way for star wars games yeah well i mean they've done such a good job with the stuff they released i mean the last star wars game was oh it came out for ps4 oh what was it called Oh, the Fallen Order. Yeah, I, yeah, it was Fallen Order. So I played that, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and Brian, back when Squadrons came out, Brian was sharing that like a madman. So, um, I mean, the past two have really gone off huge with 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 a lot of acclaim and and were like raved about. So, you know, I mean, if they do anything close to that, it should be good. And plus, Battlefront needs a fix. I mean, Battlefront Two had. A shitload of problems so i they, liked they it for what it that. was but I'll, i will like anything star wars yeah so I, I it was enjoyable this. i wasn't nearly as upset it as like some were for the microtransaction <laughs> stuff and for the probability of like getting the fancy cards that yeah you could get to like upgrade your stuff um, right it was fun like it was just a mindless star wars game that was kind of just shooting blasters at other yeah. you know yeah. troops so um but i get others people's frustration about it at that time so yeah, I don't play uh, video games, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm terrible. Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I am terrible at video games, unless it's like a Spider-Man or like, oh, you sure. know what I'm saying? Like one of those, like Nothing those kind of games, that. but yeah. not good at any Call of Duty, anything fast acting where I got to, well, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Which is like a majority of the Star Wars games, by the mm-hmm. way, because it's right. like, you're a Jedi. You better block all these laser bolts. And you're like, yeah. I no, I'm I can't. I just have one saber. On <laughs> yeah 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 so it was good cool awesome right. anything else to mention or to cover on our new stuff before we get into our movie this week no all right let's, let's get, get into it movie. let's get the energy out. So let's excited. get, right let's get the energy so we are thrilled to present to you our coverage of the movie arch enemy um arch enemy released back in december of 2020 so it's a recent release um i'm gonna run down some very quick fast facts for you all um and then i'm gonna turn it over to marcus to give us a barbershop summary so quick facts about arch Arch enemy um arch enemy was directed by adip egypt mortimer um this is his second directorial movie that he's done he did another movie called um daniel isn't real um, the movie starts stars Skylin Brooks from Empire as the uh, character Hamster. Zoily Griggs um, plays Indigo. She was on the show Adam Ruins Everything here and there. Um, Glenn Howerton, my man from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, plays the manager. That was him. Yep, that plays the manager. Familiar. Yep. Joe Mangliano plays Max Fist. He was also a producer for this particular movie. Um, oh. Paul Shear from How Did This uh, Other Movie <laughs> Podcast, How Did This Get Made, played Krieg. Um, the budget for this movie 
is unknown. I did some research and couldn't find what they spent to produce it. Um, oh, it's, it's low though. Yeah, yeah, it's it's low, uh, which is good because its current <laughs> box office total is a hundred and six thousand dollars total. Um, and it's and I was saying this to Marcus earlier. It's always hard to get a good grip on like what a movie makes nowadays because oh, yeah. how do you convert streams to tickets? Because sometimes your streams are higher, so it, that that metric seems really, really hot, hard to come up with. Um, it's got a 71% from uh, it's have a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I think this is an important statistic from critics, from fans. It's a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's it's gotten mixed reviews on Metacritic. Like yeah, I think it's hovering somewhere between yeah. a 51 and a 57 on Metacritic total. So those are kind of the fast facts. I have another really juicy piece of fact that I yes. want to get after we juicy. get into it because I'm very excited about this juicy. fact. Um, I yeah. might know what it is. Yes. Really I, you might know what it is, Brian, because you're the type of guy to dive in and do the research. But I want to turn it over to my man, Marcus, yes. to give us his barbershop sum summary. Marcus, I'm not the only one not doing research on this damn show. Um, I mean, so, okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, um, okay. So, Let's talk about it. Let's break it down. <laughs> what had happened was you have this. Okay. Ooh. Um, hmm. Okay. What happens was there's a story. Okay. Yep. There's this, there's this man, there's this man called Max Fist. Okay. And apparently he is from an alternate dimension. He trying to tell you, he trying to tell you he from all the alternate dimension and he goes and through this movie, he tells you how powerful he used to be. Okay. Yep. How powerful he used to be. Um, all the things that he could do, how he used to race a black wormhole. Um, yep. He had a fist that could punch through anything. Um, yep. And he's telling all of this to this random African-American kid um, that bought him beer and Twinkies and such. Yep. Um and whiskey and he's telling them to this kid that he calls himself hamster hamster wants to be a he wants to be part of this paper that yep. that delivers the news they get a lot of hits on their website all this etc 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 hamster is buying this guy food hanging out kicking it with this guy and he's telling them all of these things hamster's sister hey there's this other kid the other young lady okay and the other young lady she got blue hair and apparently she's this blue fairy twinkle dust query something she called herself in the yep. spaces and made these blue ass meatballs at the beginning that I thought meant something but never meant anything ever in existence so I don't know why the fuck she made those things but apparently she's in charge because they ain't got no damn parents so then um, she goes and she steals from the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia um, he you know she steals from this guy but Danny DeVito's not there she steals from this guy take all the money because the other guy didn't killed himself and he was like damn that motherfucker was crazy and then he killed himself but then she took the bag of money so as she took the bag of money two goons came to the crib and they was like yo well we need to you know i mean i need to take a piss real quick and they go they find the money and he's like oh why did you steal it and this guy was really heartbroken for some reason that she stole the damn money i don't know why but he was really he slammed a book down and i don't know what the fuck was going on with that guy but he, he did that and then max Fist came in and saved him and he said i promise you i'm gonna save you hamster and because he used to be a hero he used to save people and that's what he wanted to do well it turns out he gets his power from methamphetamine aka cocaine so he just snuffs the shit right off of his finger and starts punching a goddamn wall and he was like i can't feel anything and i'm probably i'm just like sir i'm pretty sure that's, that's just good cocaine i don't know what else to tell you you and rick james on the same shit so i don't know what to tell you exactly so so then he's doing the cocaine 
cocaine, but apparently the cocaine is working, so it works so well. I almost went and found me some cocaine because I was like, well, damn, he just killed everybody in this damn thing. I mean, with a bulletproof shield, and he didn't really take a lot of a lot of shots. So Did he the went police through. just fast forward to this part of the podcast. We need him. So, we don't come so and take him. Stand so down. He, so he goes and he does another puff of a thing, and he's like, "Hey, this lady that she did this thing, this time void machine. She the one that bought me here, and I'm in this shitty dimension, and I'm old now, but I used to be young." And he was like, "Man, you crazy as hell. You just some homeless guy with bad teeth, um, who just be running in cars and shit." And then they go, and then it turns out, "Ooh, ta-da! He wasn't lying. He was actually she was real. This lady was real as fuck, and she she he shot him. And I'm like, man, this this motherfucker's crazy. She shot him." in the arm and blue popped out like she shot his ass with a blue paintball gun and i'm yep. like well goddamn and then they then they do this thing they jump out the window then there's this thing this weird scene where he chokes out indigo the indigo chokes him out with a belt and then shoots him and then and then they lick the blood like cannibals and then they get superpowers yeah i mean it's kind of yeah that's yep that's exactly what happened that is like that, that is a that is the fastest it's almost like we should start calling this the movie in 60 seconds because it's that's uh, really like pretty much yeah that's pretty much a 60 second rundown of what happened in arch enemy <laughs> um and there's really not a whole lot i would change um but let's get into it like let's get into um the good the bad and the ugly about this particular yeah. movie um Brian, let's Hello. kick it off to you. Yeah. Brian, what about this movie did you like? Like, what did you consider some of the good elements of this particular movie? Oh, man, I, I, I'm i so excited to talk about this movie. So for those of us <laughs> joining us for the first time, as you probably heard in Marcus's rundown, we are going to get into it. This is a spoiler podcast. So we're yep. going to talk about everything from the beginning to the end. Um, so things that I liked, where to start. So I loved the high concept nature of this movie of oh, yeah. just like, all right, you need to keep up. There's chromium. There is a floating city. There is a ring and there is a magic <laughs> fist. And he got it from a special cave. And now he went through a black hole because of a super scientist lady. And now you're here. And like, that yep. is all in like the first 45 seconds of this film. And it's oh, not even yeah. like... It's it's animated, so like yeah. you're like, wait, I thought I was watching a, like mm -hmm. a, like an in person movie, and now you're giving me all this information. Okay, cool, all right, yep. sure. So yep. I loved that. I like it put me in a place of just like, what? Yeah, I am yeah. curious about this world. Tell me more. For sure, I loved the brisk pace of this movie, and yes. I don't know if it's because Absolutely. I've watched like a lot of two hour plus movies recently, yep. but it was just a movie that. It just felt like we know what we are. Like, we, yeah. right. You, you know the yeah. beats of this yeah. movie, and we're going to get to them. Come yep, along for, for the sure. ride. Um, I, I loved the action. Like, yeah. the action kept me entertained. It was visceral. Oh, for sure. It was raw. Um, Max Fist. Joe. <laughs> How, I, can you help me pronounce his last name? I'm Joe guessing Jello. that it is Mangliano. Mag Mangliano. Jello. That's what I'm guessing. Now, All right. that's me phonetically. No, that's trying fine. to spell it out. So, um, not Italianizing so, it at all. No, you're fine. Um, so Joe, I'll just say Joe here. His performance is like driving the whole movie. Like it uh, doesn't matter if you're like, yeah. I don't know if like these other characters are really into it, or like if the actors or actresses yeah. are into it. Doesn't matter. Joe is a hundred and ten percent on board. Like, yep. did he sleep outside during the filming of this movie? Maybe, probably, because he is so <laughs> committed yep. to this yep. role, almost to a yeah. fault. But that's what makes it amazing to me. Of just like, I believe yep. 
I believe this man is like he has not slept in a bed or had a shower for months. I yeah, Joe Joe that. drank whiskey and did cocaine for the six weeks that he was on set. Like that's <laughs> yes. exclusively he how like he, he rubs he, he rubs sneakers on his teeth. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I would believe that. Yeah. Like he he was six stages of crazy town in USA. Oh my this, gosh. So. Um, and then I just I liked Paul Shear in this. He's yes. super weird. He yep. is just bizarre. Yeah. Um, it's tense. It is. It it is violent. It yeah. is in your face, and it's kind yeah. of confusing. For sure. I really like this movie. So yeah, those are sure. all of my good things. I, I don't know where you all are at. I just kind of went for it. No, that's awesome. That's exactly okay. what you should do. Marcus, what, what part of this movie or what aspects of the movie did you think were good or what movie thing things stood out to you? Okay, so here's where I'm at. Here's where here's where I'm at with it. I um I I I, will, I agree with Brian. I think what I enjoyed most was what Brian said, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of tie it into maybe give the director a little bit too much credit or, or sure. I don't know. But what I enjoyed the most was the perspective of I was hamster. I was mm. this guy who oh, was sure. looking at the story from the outside looking in and just like hamsters confused, I'm confused. Like I'm not somebody who's watching this, who oh, knows everything sure. that's going on. I'm watching. It's like I'm from I'm watching from the eyes of hamster. I'm experiencing this movie from the eyes of hamster. Yeah. So I think that that's what I enjoy when when Brian said that they're just rattling off all this information about chromium and doing all of this. That is how I felt about wait a minute. You're going way too fast <laughs> is exactly how hamster Yes. was reacting and yes. i think that that's why i enjoy like brian said the pacing of this movie this this thing did not waste any time getting no. right to it it didn't do a lot of the extra build up nope. it didn't do a lot of the extra talking and extra dialogue it was like this is what i am and this is who i you know he didn't they didn't have this moment where max fist didn't trust him and mm -hmm. all of this mm -hmm. other stuff and he had to prove that it was like they kind of got right off to it which i mean if you see the personality of hamster you know, he bought the yeah. guy what he wanted to, and he yeah. and and Hamster gave what Max was really wanting all along was somebody to believe that he was much more than this homeless looking guy that right. you know nobody believed in. And so, um, I enjoyed the perspective of how the movie was shot. Um, I like, of course, the casting, the representation, two black leads. Yes. Um, yep. along with with Joe, I'm not even gonna I'm gonna call him Magic Mike. Along with Magic Mike, um, because <laughs> okay. for me, he's fine with that. That was well. He should be. He popped his pelvis all over the damn place. Um. So for me, it was like I, I enjoy seeing two black, two fresh faced, right, black leads. I've never yep. seen them before. So mm -hmm. for me, it was like I'm watching this movie and seeing two black leads that aren't your typical. Mm -hmm. They don't yeah. look the typical look. They don't have the typical look. You know what I'm saying? And for so sure. yep. it was good seeing, and also good seeing that that for the most part, for the movie that this is, they can act. They can act fairly well. Oh, they yeah. can hold the role. Oh. That yeah. they were that they were that they were promised and so um i really enjoyed the representation i enjoyed how they told the story um i enjoyed the mixing of the animation and yeah, the real sure. world mm -hmm. um because it, it because where it could have where a 90 minute could have turned into a two hour two and a half hour movie right yep. um yes it really wrapped everything up in animation that i'm sure that they would have liked to do in person and show joe yep. in that superhero role and all that stuff like that but it gave me enough to really be involved in the story and i like the color schemes that they use the oh, purple sure. the blue oh. i like the combination oh gosh, of it yes. for some reason it just when you say chromium 
it is the color that I was thinking. Yes, I don't right. know how to explain it, but it was like when he was explaining chromium and he was explaining his world, yep. that made sense to me. That that purple and that blue, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely a chromium. So um I enjoyed how that looked. Not too many characters. It didn't give me a lot of additional extras. Um, sure it, it got right to the funk. Like outside of the first guy who was calling him a drunk and the bartender, that yeah. was pretty much it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's what I like. The dialogue seemed to be the meat and potatoes was between the main characters. It was between Indigo, yeah. Hamster, um, the the woman. I forgot what the woman's name was. And then um, Cleo. Yep, Cleo, Cleo was Cleo. Yep. Thank you. And You're good. Cleo. Um, and then. Uh, the and and then um the guy, buddy from uh everybody hates Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, but that's fine. Yeah, that. yeah, everybody hates Philadelphia. Every, I mean, <laughs> not wrong. Um, no, that coach, coach just got fired. It's the yeah. manager. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The manager. Yeah. I I'm I'm gonna back up a a point that Marcus made, and yeah. I, as far as what stood out to me is what I really enjoyed, and I think their use of color was something really, really like special and really, really magical with this. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you all noticed this and maybe I'm reading too far into it, um, but every time Indigo was in a room, there was a hue of blue to the particular like scene itself. And I think about that scene with Krieg in the hotel room mm -hmm. where he shoots himself. If you look at the lamp, the lamp is blue. Yes. And I, and I just think it's oh, really interesting. What? Yeah, so it's really interesting. I thought it was a really interesting choice to kind of say, okay. you know, she's really, really, what I thought was cool about it is like, it's almost like she's trying to protect, project this sense of calm and this project this sense of peace because that's kind of what blue is. It's a very cool color. It's a very, nothing really phases her. And if you notice, like as that scene progresses and it gets more and more out of control, the blue yep. starts to go away. Like that air of confidence and that air of coolness damn, look at the deep really kind of gets taken out. Yeah, you know how we bring it. So oh, it's yeah. just I really appreciate the that choice. Um, we love colors. <laughs> here. Really, a choice of color. Um, and I think it was awesome across the board. And I think for me, when I think chromium, I think like metal. So I think Same. having Cleo yeah. at the end being entirely this metallic version of like just very, right. and even her sense of like she wore this like robotic suit when they were fighting yeah. in the in that yeah. type of thing, I thought was really really cool. The other thing for me, in addition to what the two of you said, I think the other thing for me that really stood out and really worked about this particular movie was they could have made a very intentional choice to just have this be a big critique of people with mental illness. And they didn't, mm -hmm. they could have put like rooms, rooms of people pointing at max fist and being like, get away from the schizophrenic or yes. he's dangerous because he's schizophrenic. And they didn't like, mm -hmm. they, they just kind of said, no, no, no. Like he's, he's telling the truth. And they kind of, they gave you that sense of confusion and they gave you right. Marcus put an absolute, like put hit it right on the nose of like i was confused for a majority of this <laughs> like for three quarters of this i wasn't sure if max fist was telling the truth and i kept right. waiting for the shoe to drop on mm -hmm. like oh man like this is the reveal of this place being real is going to be huge but what more than I, when if you had asked me at the halfway mark what was going to happen it was going to come out that he was schizophrenic and he was going to yeah. be like sure, he was yeah. going to end up killing one of the main kids by accident but they yeah. didn't like they really leaned into the truth of this and really let you enjoy like a you know 
a kind of a suspense and kind of a thriller in that sense. So I thought that was a really, really cool choice. And I think the thing about mental illness was also really cool because that's just such a trope that's overplayed. And usually those yeah. folks, much like Joker, like those folks over end up getting, you know, yep. put in this box and you have to kind of and deal with all of that extra stuff. So I thought that was really good. Well, um, it, just really quick to bounce off your color thing. If you noticed hamster had like these, very similar glows by the way it yep. wasn't it wasn't pink it was like the fuchsia basically it was the other half of the color scheme they were it was, using yep and it was like a purple pink yeah. letter jacket that he wears for like the second half uh-huh. of the movie yeah um yeah. i'm really glad you brought that up and i also i also want to take a moment here um to say that like they did their homework in shooting this and my wife mm-hmm. uh maggie she's a photographer as well yeah. she she does everything uh, but one of the things, so she saw some of what I was watching and she was like, you know, they, they did their homework here because how they light those actors and actresses is not how you light white actors and actresses right. and right. the colors that they're using actually right. highlight it that highlights the skin talent. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I was like, I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. And that's maybe why the colors to me were just so great and like, mm-hmm. so like bold and and different and new because you usually don't you usually don't see those types of co- I feel like you don't see them used in the way that they're used in this film and in the way that they basically um, accent both of those stories yeah. I think is really I'm really glad you brought up the color thing yeah yeah, yeah. no it's, yeah, it was it was just a really cool it's a really cool choice and I think for most people and I think this is probably why there's that mixed review sense with Metacritic and even with like Rotten Tomatoes is I think a lot of people don't pick up on that. Like if they're not looking for it, because that's such a small detail that like, if you're not paying attention, you could miss it. So it's a very intentional choice um, to like make that work. So, and I, and I can get that because I mean, if you're watching this movie for its plot, then you're missing the whole purpose of the movie. Oh, I think that there was, there was more to it. Like when you watch the trailer, you're kind of, you get the gist of what the plot is about. It gives you the whole Uh thing, right? Yeah. I think this is a movie you you actually should watch and actually kind of watch, pay attention to, look in the background, see mm-hmm. what else is going on. You right. know, I, I, one of the other things that I liked was while Hamster is telling his story, the words in the background and yeah. the fonts of oh, the words yeah. and the feel and the look and it may, and everything seemed to be very in its place and where it was supposed to be and strategic and catching my eye because even the intro of the swirling yeah. uh, fuchsia and the teal or fuchsia and blue or whatever that caught my eye and then after the movie is over spoiler alert obviously but like yep. when the end when indigo gets her powers they are the the color of you know their their stream that they're mm-hmm. flying in is that color of that fuchsia and that blue and also the buildings that she looked at yeah. are they're this bright and, and this vibrant yep. color and it says and even when he hits the ground when yeah. max fist hits the ground and his his blood is abnormally this blue color <laughs> but then it blight, combines yeah. with the red blood of cleo and it's like it does this it has this thing this kind of offset yeah that like i get it you know what i'm saying so maybe yeah. it, it could be thinking too deep but also you got to look beyond just um, a movie that you like oh i'm missing the plot because that's always the number one thing that people is looking for like what's the plot yep. is the acting good but there's so many other layers to it yep and yep. and i think the other thing that i really liked is i appreciated the setting of this is that they really mm-hmm. didn't put a place on it 
They didn't no. say like, oh, this no. is L.A. or oh, this is Detroit or no. oh, this is, you know, so, you know, it was it's just any town USA. It's this it, is Hamster yeah. City. Like it could be anywhere <laughs> yeah. is what he called yeah. it. Like it could, it could be anywhere. And I think what really works is, is that those color choices only work when your background is muted and it's very gray and it's very mm -hmm. gloomy mm -hmm. and it's very dark. Because what this felt like to me is I don't know if you remember back when um the ps4 first came out they did sure. infamous remember that remember that game it was set in oh, seattle yeah. the kid who accepts powers well there was one girl who could manipulate neon yes and this has that like i can manipulate the neon is bright the colors are bright it has that very much that vibe to mm -hmm. me um but yeah this is i mean all in all i enjoyed this movie i thought it was yeah. i thought oh, it was yeah. fun to watch now there are all oh, these sorry. were go ahead my, my last good will be i i didn't i like the ending because I didn't see it coming. Okay. Um, I, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect for the ending after Max fell out the window. Sure. Um, I was not expecting them for for them to get superpowers. That was oh, the sure. last thing that was on my list because I thought it was going to be, oh, Max Fist wasn't a liar. Yeah. But it seems like they're trying to. I don't know. I could be oh, thinking too deep, but it's like a deeper story that could have been like a sequel that could happen or something, or anybody could be Max Fist or, you know what I'm saying? There's something there, or this yeah. is a prequel or it's a something. I don't really know what it is, but it's okay. something there. Okay. I, oh man, I have so much more to speak to that when we get to our third part here. Okay. So, yeah. I'm, Brian, I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Cause oh, like, do can't it. sit on this anymore. So let's do it. Your do desire it. for this to be a sequel is actually going to be pretty spot on. So when they didn't, oh, the really? the director, um, Adam Egypt Mortimer, did an interview with, did I write it? With, yeah, did an interview with Bloody Disgusting. And in this movie, so his original, his first movie was called a movie called Daniel Isn't Real. And the idea behind Daniel Isn't Real is this guy can't, you know, he's having a hard time adjusting. And it's kind of a horror movie. And he brings his invisible friend back into his life. And what everybody realizes is that maybe his invisible friend isn't such a good guy. And essentially, there's some stuff that happens with that. Adam, Adam Egypt Mortimer indicated in this interview that he wants this there. He wants there to be one more movie. And he wants this to be a trilogy, starting with Daniel isn't real, going into Arch Enemy. And essentially, the first two movies will now collide in a third movie where where Daniel returns, forces Max to deal with Daniel in a cosmic horror, cosmic action movie crossover. What? He wants to call it the Crisis of Infinite Vortices. Damn. I'm not hey, making this shit I'm up. not going to lie to you. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm signed I'm up. not making this shit oh, up. I'm signed it's, up. It's the, Damn, when I read it, was I was lot. like, holy shit. So the crisis of infinite vortices is this idea of people coming in from over dimensions through vortexes. Yeah. Okay. And essentially, those two moments crossing over in this particular piece. Oh, wow. But I have a question with, though, before I don't want to get into the bad is, I don't know if this ending sets that goal up. I mean, no, because he's Max is I, dead. No, but I mean, right? But I mean, it sounds like that. I mean, it seems like the universe that this is playing is is that the rules are sort of made up and they don't really matter. I mean, what what MacGuffin plot device do you want me to give if we're MacGuffin. borrowing from comics? <laughs> right, I mean, right, exactly. the, the right. black hole void machines, right, right so, there. That is who, enough, who, you know. So who knows? 
But that was that piece of news at the beginning I sat on and Marcus just set yeah. it up so I could knock it down perfectly. Yep. This is what the director wants this to be a trilogy and he wants hopefully one more movie. It's essentially what Glass did. I mean, yes, I'm, that I'm was the next comparison not, I was going to make. Yep. But it was like first you had you had Unbreakable and then you had um God, what was the second one? Uh, it's not Spliced. Split. 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 Sorry. Um, Unbreakable, Split. And then you had Glass, which uh-huh. was the finale but it was an anti-climactic finale i have beef with that third movie but um like i see it and i'm on board i like what you're doing i would want to it makes me want to go and watch um daniel isn't real daniel isn't real and then watch this and then get a feel for his creativity Uh because if you're talking a cosmic horror i don't think that that's a genre but i'm down for it yeah yeah i mean I'm all here for it. I mean, I yep. think the reason that this works for me so mm. much is that it just it just flipping goes for it. Yeah, and it, it doesn't. It takes it just, no it prisoners. It gives no apologies. And I think that's yeah. one of the reasons that like I'm like, okay, sure, make a yeah. third movie because it's probably gonna be bonkers as all get out. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, and um, so I did a little bit of digging on Daniel isn't real. It's about the same time limit. It's about an hour and forty minutes. And if you take these two and you stand them up side by side, they're kind of rated the same. They're right around right. that like sixty percent mark on Rotten Tomatoes and on Metacritic. Um, technically, people like Daniel isn't real a little bit more than they like this, but. It's nuts. And I, like you said, I'm here for it. I want to see how, you know, it's kind of like one of those moments where it's like somebody does it, does something crazy, or they say like they can do something crazy. And you're right. like, I don't even give a shit. I just want to see you do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's how it is for me. Like, yeah. I don't even give a shit. Like, I don't care if it's bad or if it's good. Yeah. I just want to see this director say, yep, yeah. here it is. This is what I got I'm because gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. Crazy. I would support it 100% like even by oh, yeah. Arch Enemy on DVD and by like the trilogy because it'll be one of those films that'll be like hey, you want to see some crazy shit like if it's a movie night like let's watch this trilogy and, and like oh, let's, yeah. let's 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 look at right. this and yeah. I'm not mad at that yeah I'm not mad yeah I'm not mad at that. what's up everybody we need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor have you heard about Anchor you haven't Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. Well, let's get back to Arch Enemy and let's maybe get into the pieces of this movie that maybe didn't work so well and maybe what we would call typically the bad. Um, And I want to kick it over to Marcus to kick us off with Marcus. What are maybe some things about this movie that for you just didn't quite work? Um, Just right off the rip. Blue meatballs. I I don't know. (laughs) You're supposed to be the protector of the house and I don't know what the fuck you were doing. I thought that the blue meatballs was going to be something Max Fist bit into that triggered his strength or something like that. They literally put that shit in the the dialogue and just was like, and there you go. And so I just felt like there were a lot of scenes like that that felt um, 
overdone yep. right um or like unnecessary to the to the plot of the story yes but I get that you're trying to feel things but there was a lot there was like even the russian roulette scene with um yeah. i feel Pretty. like that could have been cut yeah. down maybe what? by like a minute or like oh, i get man. you want to show how crazy he was but you got me invested into a character that didn't mm-hmm. last yeah. you see what i'm saying and so it's 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 like i see your point i was more i was more threatened by Krieg than I was the manager. manager. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And, yep. and and it made me flip to see who was really the bad person. Like if it would have been like the manager, Krieg killed the manager and wanted his position. And Cleo saw that Krieg was so fucking crazy and the right thing to attract Max Fist to her, uh-huh. then I would have been like, okay, now I'm on board because Krieg really is a crazy fucker. You know what I mean? But it For did sure. set up, I got it set up that moment of stealing that money. So that was one of my bads. Not, sure. And that's me being extremely nitpicky. It yeah. was like, that was that. Yeah. Um, one of my other ones was some of the characters were underdeveloped. The yes. um, bodyguard, she let him go, and I wanted to know why. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, sure. yeah, y'all were cool, but she let the guy with the glasses go. He never said a word. There yeah. was just this instant fight scene that happened, and then you can go. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it was there was a lot of moments like that that happened that was just kind of like, wait, so wait a minute, how the fuck did Max Fist end up? at this house and just killing people and like oh he's on his third thing of blow so okay i'm kind (laughs) of losing track of this fight you know what i mean like it was just like he was going house to house and this and this montage of him kicking people asses maybe should have been maybe like stretched out a little bit more but once again me just being a little bit more difficult i would have also appreciated a scene of an actual flashback or a cleaned up joe um there the moment where joe actually cleans himself up and presents himself as this hero because he has the cape, he has right. this costume, right? But we never get that full moment of oh fuck, he's not lying. That right. moment doesn't come until she shoots him in the shoulders, and she's like, oh my god. But if he would have shown up to that building in the costume, yes. that would have been a full circle moment for me to be like, oh fuck, okay, I get it. Then seeing the blue blood, I would have been like, oh fuck, all right, I, I see yep. where you're going. Yep, for sure. All yep. nitpicky, all little things that I, I didn't notice, but yeah. Those are my bads as of right now. Yeah, I think the only thing that I'll disagree with you on is I really like the idea that they didn't ever make him out as a hero because I do appreciate, and this isn't like one of my like good things. I just think I appreciate that a superhero is problematic in this world. Like that Max Fist, and especially with the flashbacks to the other like universe to Chromium, like I do appreciate that the, he's problematic, that he has made some mistakes and he has fallen out of public favor and he isn't, what we would define as a superhero. He has superpowers, but he's such a complex individual person that I do kind of appreciate that it's not, that we're not painting him in this like almost Superman-esque style light. It's almost like, no, no, like he's complicated. Like he's doing blow and jumping over, (laughs) trying to jump over cars like Kobe Bryant. Like I appreciate that that's kind of where like he's at on that end. Brian, things maybe for you that didn't quite work in this movie? So it... For folks that listen, you know I'm the like generally I'm I have very positive things to say about movies. There's only two. There's only been two movies on this podcast where I've been like, "What did you have me watch, Marcus and Doug?" And yeah. both Marcus and Doug have made me watch one movie where I've said that, and every everything else has been fine after that. Yeah, but um, I know I'm generally positive when it comes to yep. this. But so my bad, honestly, it's all couched in like good because I I really I don't know. It has this like 
I, I don't know if people remember this, but basically sci-fi back in the nineties, they used to basically have like a Friday night, bad sci-fi movie. It's not oh, sure. how they build it, oh. but this was like before Sharknado and before Sharknado oh, became sure. like a punchline, but basically they would have these really low budget, high concept yeah. movies. This is exactly what this movie feels like. I yep. feel like I was back home at my parents' house on a Friday night at 9 PM. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to watch this weird movie. And yeah. no one else is going to know what I'm talking about, but this is really cool. Um, it has that type of energy. Um, mm -hmm. and that's a, it's not a bad thing. Like it's a good thing, but because of it, I feel like it, because it's so worried about telling its main story, it just kind of loses some of these details. Like yeah. I need more of Indigo. She does, yes. uh, the, yeah, that sure. character it, to me, this is actually who the movie is about at the end of the day. Like mm -hmm. it's actually about Indigo. I want to make sure I get the actress's name, right? Zoli Griggs yep. does a fantastic job. Um, just like hey i'm this person i am just trying to get yeah. by and i i just want us to get out of here but i i gotta do these illegal things just to get out of here and i don't like it but this is what i have to do yeah and like they brush over that so much and maybe that's yeah. because of what the footage they had they're like yo like <laughs> Joe, joe's nuts in this and we just hey. have to that's our strength we put him at the front um but i just i could have used a little bit more of her i feel like we could have like at least gone into a little bit more depth with her fleshed it yep. out it would have been i don't know it would have been more fulfilling for me for the end as yep. well and i'll talk more about that in our next yep. segment of things yep. we would change and i'll get more into that but sure. hey um, zoily yep. um joe's <laughs> been hanging out with pack of homeless people Ooh. drinking whiskey and uh. doing blow so <laughs> we've kind of written your character to be a little bit smaller than we originally yeah. intended yeah, pretty much but that's because he's already done the coke and he can't put it back on the glass <laughs> so we're kind of yeah that's not can't happening. put it back so nope. all right take it away take, right. take it away joe like yeah pretty much like, <laughs> comes in he comes in pelvis thrust and punching wall <laughs> no, no, let's no, do no. it pretty much yeah. um yeah. the only the, the other two critiques here i have is that that like you can just tell this was so low budget because they didn't pay for extras and yeah. like every yeah. scene that <laughs> doesn't there. have a main character talking to somebody there's nothing there the only there's scene with extras there. is a bar and it might actually be a real it, bar Yep. Even like, the even the guy in the car was like he he got yep. he hit that fucking car and the guy never said shit. He no, just no. was like. No, no. And funny, it was the only car. There's no cars on the street. No, no. <laughs> like yeah, like, the only other time there's a car, you don't see it. You just Joe, hear it's it. It's just right. Joe's. It's just Joe just driving it, in the car. Like yeah. what it felt like was like when you play a video game and it glitches and it's like I'm the only one here. Like there's supposed <laughs> to be other people around me, yep. but it's yep. not like I'm not hitting the right script mark mm -hmm. or like the right. Yeah. like trigger point oh well um and it's also super noticeable in the finale like i understand you're on a budget but you're in this high <laughs> office building and there's only literally one office furnished and no yeah. and nobody notices these two assholes yeah. how tall is that across building? the sky right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean and it's fine and maybe it was done on purpose to create this sense of just like focusing right. on the story it's fine but it kind of took me out in the finale and i love this movie but it yeah. did take me out a little bit of like Oh, this is like maybe a soundstage and they couldn't even like phone extra. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I get yeah. it. I get I they didn't get think anybody at, would notice that the other takes offices don't note. have anything in them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I get it. Like making movies is expensive. I get it. Um, and then the last thing here is like for hamster, I felt like I felt like this was a part written 
for somebody else, like a Kevin Hart ish kind of almost like it has this really? energy of like, and I, and I was just like, I feel like this actor is doing really well, but like they're wanting him to do like, they're just wanting him to go a little bit more over the top. And I just didn't feel like that's where he, where his energy was at. Um, sure. I also feel like though, that's not necessarily like he has a good performance. It just felt oh, like yeah. the way it was written, but they also, again, they don't, I feel like they don't, show enough of him and his like successes like he's supposed to be this like big social media guy mm. we never see a social media screen of no. anything of no. any of the work that he's yeah. done no you won't, like, the only time you see it is you see him follow up but that's after she's working that's yeah, after he's working just, and she goes max mm-hmm. fist is jumping off we need more R- right that's it so yeah. Yeah. just supporting him a little bit more i just feel like that it was just very it was just very clear to me yeah. um but then again they were probably just super pumped about joe just going off yep. you know so yep um my, my other bad before we get to doug yeah. my, other, my other bad is indigo uh-huh. she made the decision to steal the money uh-huh and then and then flipped it to kind of try to make it max fist fault when this random guy just put his life on the line for you and your brother. Right. Also, your brother's an idiot because he gets a <laughs> message saying, hey, my boss is going to fix all of this in the morning from yep. a random social media person that is your boss. First yep. of all, I don't know either one of y'all. Yeah, You know what I mean? And yeah. she put, he was like, where are you? And she was like, I'm right here. And right. pulls up what? while y'all are on the fucking run. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> You're on the, the lamb. You're in the country. Like, not yeah. the smartest. Of, and then in the poor indigo, she just sleeping like a little lamb. She don't <laughs> wake up or shit until the morning, and she just starts screaming and shit. Like, I get that. And then that same lady gets shot in the middle of the damn street. Oh, and right. nobody, nobody around. Right. Word. Yep. Nobody says a goddamn yeah. word. Cleo is stone cold. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. yeah. It was. Absolutely. Those were some. Pe- those were the pieces that were just like, all right, that's not. That's not realistic at all, but okay, I get it. Maybe this was shot during coronavirus and like it had to finish it, and maybe they just six feet and maybe that. the extra. I mean, that is actually a good point. I could see that. I, just, yep, I sure. just don't know, but sorry, I just wanted to put that out there too. No, those, that's those that's good information to share. That's I, yeah. and and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and here's where I'm at with the band, and this is where this is for me. Do it. What I think doesn't quite work for me is there are so many like premises, and there's so many pieces of this that are laid out early on that they just kind of leave in this like parking mm. lot and they never really follow up on like mm-hmm. the fact like at some point in time they cut in real life to max's arm and he has a big scar around his arm oh yeah we yeah. don't ever see yeah. that again we don't even yeah. touch on it it's just kind of like it's just sort of there um we get a big we get like you like this um the manager and Krieg's relationship is something that has, like Marcus said, a lot of promise and a lot of opportunity to be something so much bigger. And it just feels like, again, Paul Shear just didn't have shit to do that day. So they're like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Like, it that just does feels, kind of feel like what it, happened. It feels in like your t- in your tidy whities. Right. It, that's that's kind of how it felt. And so for me, I just feel like there's so much potential in some of these other elements. And I get that it's. I think Brian, your point of like this is low, but this is very low oh, budget, and they yeah. are just trying to get in what they can get in for the yep. budget that they have. Totally get that. Um, but I think the other piece of this is the ending for me feels a little like, eh. And the reason, oh yeah. And and here's where the ending is problematic for me. If you're gonna have Indigo be the person who sees the blood like absorb it through a weird ground level lightning strike. And then she's the one who figures out how to fly. 
where did the other blur come from? Like it was hamster. And that I know. And obviously, like I put those things together. But oh, what incentive okay. did he have to go down there? And who and you know what oh, I mean? There was no there was no piece of this. I mean, his sister's okay. dying, but there's no piece of this that that, you know, for her, she crawled right into Max Fist's blood. What reason does Hamster have to touch Cleo's blood? So here's how I took it. Oh, okay. okay yeah, go ahead, Marcus. Here's here's how I took it. Indigo is seen as is is painted as this protective sister, sure, older sister. After she drinks, after not drinks it, but like after she touches it, I guess is is enough to get blood mm-hmm. in your body, which is also another thing. But like, yep. um, she does that. I I imagine her flying up and bringing him down. Oh, I can see. Okay, and, that makes and, sense. And, and then being like, "You touch it too, so we can both be okay." You know what I mean? Like right. that kind of vibe. Like as a protective sister, brought right. you back okay. down. But I definitely see what you're saying. Of he was up top. It would have been better if there was a scene of her bringing him down. Right. To the to the puddle of blood, or maybe something like that. But right. That was mine. I guess I painted the picture of how protective she was earlier, and then put it to I would have done the same thing. I would have said, right. "Hey, come down here and come." come do this that makes sense and I, and, I, and I guess my other like thing with this is that like there's a payoff and there's a there's a moment and there's a phrase that cleo says to max when they're up on that hotel floor she goes we always have this kind of thing where i think it's a proximity um where you know we're yes. close together yeah. and this stuff comes out and so mm-hmm. i felt like that's a really important piece to their story and they just kind of like glaze over it super quick and they could have come back to it of like, maybe that in my mind, now that we're kind of talking through it, maybe yeah. not, that is how maybe she touches the blood and it brings it out in hamster and their kindred spirits. Right. Because they're brother and sister. And oh, that's how okay, he gets his it. powers. Oh, I could see that too, but it's just, again, I feel like some of that was very like, Oh shit, guys, we have this soundstage for one more day. Like, what do we need to do? And what do we need to cover? Um, because I think the weight of the, the, the weight of the reveal of where she's like, we're going to tell the truth and him saying like, I don't know the truth. And then the series of questions after that was, was I, was I your wife? Yes. Were you the hero for chromium? Yes. Did your, did your rage and violence destroy a whole city? Yes. Like he, she asks him those questions in quick succession and he says yes to all of them. And then it's like, see, well, bye. (laughs) Like, and for me that, that payoff just seems so for me, it's just like, again, there's an opportunity to draw that out and to make it a little bit more dramatic and lean into the tension created by that. But it just felt too quick. It felt a little rushed to me. And again, I loved this movie. Like I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Like I, like I really enjoyed watching it. Um, but it's certainly like, it's certainly that piece for me. was a little problematic for me. I tossed that. once again, I see all the points that you're making and they're very good points for me. I tossed that up to me still experiencing this movie from the perspective of hamster. Oh, if sure. I'm hamster. It's like, I'm not watching a movie. I'm living in the movie. Oh, for sure. And if okay. I'm hamster, then I'm in that seat and they're asking these questions. And I saw my sister do all these things in real life. I would have no explanation. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? You know for what sure. I'm saying? Like, and the only ones that really know the truth would be the two people that don't have an obligation to tell me as a third party. I'm just something that was just bait to bring Max Fist here. Yep, and so in sure. my mind, I toss it up too. If I'm just watching, there really would be no explanation to That's things. Fair. 
you know what I'm saying? There would just be like, he's this, he's that. Oh, look at that. You see all that shit he was telling you? It was a lie. So then I have yeah. to prove a point. I shoot him. We both jump out the window. I watch my sister touch this blood and get powers. She comes and grabs me or I come down. And of course me living this and, and hearing all the things that he could do and seeing that he wasn't a liar. My sister is flying. I'm also going to touch these. I'm also going to touch the blood there. and get some powers too. Sure. It's sort of like, that's just me though. It's sort of like a world of wonder. It's like, I'm going to do, it's, it's almost all... like an, it's got this Alice in Wonderland quality to it of like, yeah. everything seems so out of that, but so I'm not going to discredit anything. That makes, Which, that, yeah. that makes sense. By the way, one of the goons that comes to get the money, they tell Indigo that their her apartment is like some Alice in Wonderland type messed up that thing. And she's oh, like, shit, no, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, like okay, which yeah. she like rebuffs and we move on. But I'm like, okay, like, I see what you're doing I, here. All right, I see and the it. Colors, like, I get the it. Colors are a Cheshire cat kind of color. Oh, for scheme. sure. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Um, so well, go ahead, Brian. Wait, can I just have a so point of mm -hmm. clarity here? I did not take that away about hamster. I like so for the, like the blood on the mm -hmm. street. I interpreted it as like indigo was like oh here's some blood touched it boom i can fly yeah and it was just uh -huh. her that's what i interpreted as right i with the way his oh, the monologue end, is about the end of the movie? yeah sorry about the end sorry yeah. i wanted to jump oh okay back. no 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 yeah 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 with the way his monologue comes off <clears throat> is he says something like there's a new duo and we're definitely splash city mm -hmm. and he goes oh, and this is this is no like this is this is our city this is hamster city like he like he goes on to this like big long thing and what okay. i see when there's a fly off sort of quick yeah. pan in front of the camera it is a blue and a sort of that his yeah. color scheme streak oh, so it's both that of them does make sense I, that's what i took from like, it okay. going back to the colors going back to the colors was yeah. indigo was the blue and right. the hamster was that pink or that fuchsia that you saw and yep. they adapted that same color scheme and like the movie predicted itself it showed you what direction oh, yeah. the thing was going to go oh, in sure. And it throughout the movie once and I didn't realize that until y'all mentioned the, the color schemes. The oh man, I did not I, I chalked that up then that I didn't fully understand that in sure. the audio. And I probably for me would have appreciated another visual cue, but like obviously right. you two picked up on it. It's just a me thing. I did not get the hamster. No, I thought right. it was just indigo, but right. It was, way, very, cool. it was very quick though. It, it was like yeah. The, the last shot is them like choo, 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 and oh, then it's the credits roll. I mean, it's seconds. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. really yeah. fast. Yeah. And okay. Think, well, thank yeah. you for breaking that down for for slow old hey, Brian. Do, I do appreciate it. No, that's fine. Um, that's what we do. <laughs> so th that kind of covers the good and the bad, gentlemen. What pieces of this particular movie do you think? need to be changed i think the big thing for every all of our listeners to understand is we enjoyed this like this was not yes this wasn't a bad movie this was this no, wasn't like um anyway this wasn't a bad movie this wasn't artemis foul territory no this was this was good and it was enjoyable but obviously you know there are some things maybe that we would have done differently so maybe what were those things brian do you want to start us off yeah i think for me what i want to do if, if, if I had the power that the entire power of structuring this movie is I want to structure it so that we are focusing more at least on a little bit more on Indigo and Hamster. Um, I think Joe's performance is amazing and I don't want to take away from it. But yeah. part of the reveal is like, can you imagine they became superheroes? And it's like, well, right. I mean, I can. 
I guess, but I don't know them. Like, I feel like I know more about Max Fist than I do about For sure. them. And I feel like that can be a strength of this um, film. So more specifically, what I would want to do is at least give depth to Hamster and Indigo. And I think you can add that. Oh, for sure. I don't think you need to take anything away from like the Max Fist portion of this. Yeah. Um, And just give them a little bit more depth. If you really want to, I also, I don't know if I would talk about the trauma with the parents. It just feels so like, I was just like, really, we're going to, their parents really we're gonna go with that okay fine like that feels like shorthand for like we're doing a superhero thing and i was like i I've just there's a more creative way to do this for the for what you're trying to structure as like almost like a messy anti-superhero film yes in any okay. case okay just okay you know yeah. like get like if you're really wanting to flip this on its head and be weird like maybe just talk about like just age them up a little bit and they just live away from their parents call it a day you don't need to give them this like unexplained trauma like i just right. feel like we do that with a lot of these superhero tales and also like i also need to call out that that it's a trope with like any type of people like a person of color when they're in these roles too it's like mm-hmm. they had this significant trauma and they rise above it and it's like well you don't need to always have these people with huge trauma in their lives to right. be something good um so the, it would be those types of structural changes just some basic script stuff For and sure. giving them at least some places to pivot off of so that we can get to know them a little bit more as, as, as characters. Um, and then giving a little bit more like runway for Cleo and Max. Cause yes. they yeah. had great tension. Yeah. They had Just like, I didn't know if they were going to kiss or fight. Like I didn't know. And I love that. Right. Right. Talk about it. Cause right. they look like they was going to attack each other's bones right, right in that empty office. It, yeah, right. pretty much. And Ooh. they had great energy and I lean into that a little bit. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's really broad strokes. Cause I, I don't have a ton of, of yeah. like super specific stuff. I think, Overall, it's a really good idea and a really, really well done movie. So yeah, no, um, I, I, I would agree with you, Marcus. Yeah. Things that you would change. That's a fact. Um, I would say I'm gonna make a little more of a dramatic change. I would say okay. I would like to see more of the black superhero. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and what I'll say is I was I want to see the two leads, Hamster and Indigo, get their power sooner in the movie. Yes. And sure. learn how to use them. Um, okay. Just because I, f- I feel like that'll be, that's a little bit more compelling of Max was telling these stories to Hamster. And then it says, Hamster is just not really believing this guy, but he's getting the story that he wants out of him and understanding right. everything he's saying still, right? But then he gets the powers, you know what right. I'm saying? From them two being together and touching the blood accidentally somewhere after punching the wall and then trying Max trying to teach him how to use it and then yeah. Max dying and saying, you're going to be okay that you're going to be okay gone wasn't as compelling because it felt more like a selfish thing. Like you're going to be okay now because I took her out instead of it being right. like, you're going to be okay because That's you're able to defend yourself. Point. Right. So yeah. it just, and it, and it kind of go, it answers the question of was he the hero that chromium or, you know, that that city needed, or was he a hero that forced himself upon the city? And yep. if that is the line, this is me once again, overthinking, if Do that it. is the line that he, Yep. last game like you're going to be okay now and that is from a selfish place of oh i did it and i showed you then he is exactly the hero that cleo painted him to be but if you right. if 
give Hamster and Indigo this chance or Indigo to be the protective sister first and have these powers and, and take on what's his name. And even if Cleo would have gave uh, alternative powers to the manager and right. really taken that to and make it made that a little bit of a thing. I know your budget is low. I get it. But like, right, right, right. Also, I'll give like, him mind control or yeah, something. It'll be fine. Yeah, something, something super, yeah. super simple. You don't really have to show off. Um, telepathy is always good because you don't really have to show that shit off. Um, and then <laughs> right. you, you know, make that the story. Other than that, I really like the way that it went. I, like I said, I would have yeah. loved a moment where Joe was more clean cut and a clear um a clear flashback because they had the one where they were wrapped in that little silk or whatever and he had the oh, fresh yeah. cut but like give me a clear flashback as to the hero he was whether it's a brief dialogue of we didn't ask for a hero stop trying to be the hero you're right. destroying the city give me a clear cut to oh this motherfucker was not wanted and then this is a redemption tale for max yeah. fist and him trying to show other people how to be a better hero right wrap it up 90 minutes I call mean, it a day this right. movie its style is is one of the most aggressive keep ups yes. i've ever oh, experienced because yeah, yeah. there's like guys one are, uh, yep. there's like one piece of graffiti in one scene of the animated backstory he has and that's all mm-hmm. you get and that's you it. have to fill in mm-hmm. the rest of the blanks and i just i also just want to like boost marcus here that like that finale could be so much more mm-hmm. if they get their powers yeah. before that even if they get the powers in the finale and just having this yep. idea of like yeah max fist was flawed but these two kids like they get it and they know mm-hmm. what's important and like marcus yeah. i'm totally on board with what you're talking about and i'm thank like you. i'm getting jazzed thinking about what you yeah, what you put out there good. yeah yeah thank you i, I think yeah. what i i think what i would do differently with this particular movie is i almost want to play into this idea that chromium isn't where max belonged like he's a hero built for hamster city like he's Ah, he's clearly a hero that was built for the problems of that other of the world that um hamster and indigo and others lived in he was built and made for that where in chromium you know he kept saying like they had to invent things to try and hurt me right Mm -hmm. and yet Mm -hmm. a real world firearm hurts him right away in this world he was a hero built for hamster city and so i almost want to lean into that and maybe leave the ending with this idea of well what if hamster and indigo are built for chromium Oh shit! Like with oh, who they are, Doug, I love it. With Damn. who they are and who their hearts are, and the people okay. that they type of are, is that like, what if it's not necessarily what powers you have, but the type of person you are and the world that you live in, and applying yeah. it correctly that way? Damn. Like, I think that you have them fly off, or maybe they don't fly off, and maybe now that they have these powers, they can see the door to this right. other to Chromium now, and they decide to go through it, and. The next one is, you know, them picking up because they want to see what Max was talking about. Like, I just I think that there's something there about leaning into this, like Max thrived on his violence in Hamster City. But (laughs) if you'll notice in in Chromium, he was told, nope, like, that's not what we asked for. We didn't ask for someone who was super violent. We wanted a hero who was going to save us. And all you're doing is beating the shit out of everybody. So I really like this idea of leaning into this. Like maybe Max was built for Hamster City. And what if Indigo and um, Hamster were built for Chromium? 
no that's a that's a beautiful synergy and like you you get oh my gosh the dyad of that i just mm-hmm. think yeah. it's yeah, great sure. in the symmetry yeah i wow both y'all both y'all yeah, giving me things to it. think about right now you, yeah you too brian yeah yeah how yeah, are we yeah, doing yeah. it on films in black was, and white this is just where it's at that was really, oh, and i know one of you motherfuckers is listening to this podcast support yeah. us Re- yeah. retweet us or something you right. wb executive in that fucking office yeah <laughs> And also, motherfuck Army Hammer. Okay, are you creepy bastard? I said I was 2021. We was calling out you nasty fucks. And this has nothing to do with the movie. And we're going to get to is it worth the cost of the mission? But stop calling people fucking kitten and putting knives between their thighs. There's a difference between a kink and a nasty oh, son oh, of a bitch. Oh, and you oh, are the latter. This, this, ladies and gentlemen, this is well, taking a turn. This, this is. We, we have gone there. Um, I didn't know Marcus needed to get that off his chest about Army it, Hammer it and calling people a kitten and cheating on cheating on your wife, calling people a kitten. You DMing people on some nasty, like slutty stuff. Like, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. You celebrities, you get to a certain point, and all of a sudden, you want to start exposing your nasty side of you. It's like, <laughs> fuck you, Brian Singer. Fuck you, Josh Whedon and Army <laughs> Hammer. A slight fuck you because that was just creepy. It was more so creepy. I don't know if you hurt anybody, but you might have mentally abused somebody. So fuck you. I'm I'm gonna try Anyways, and I'm gonna try and reel this in. So um, <laughs> I'm gonna try and reel this in before we go down a rabbit hole. Um, yes, worth but... the price of admission. Do we recommend this particular movie? Um, is it worth seeing? Um, Marcus, um, is this movie mm-hmm. worth seeing? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, I feel like that's two different questions. Would I recommend it to anybody? No. But would I watch it with him? Yes. Okay. Um, Elaborate. Because on I that. feel like they would. I feel like they would miss it if I was to recommend it to them and, and speak such high acclaims to it, they may watch this movie and miss everything, all the good that I see in it. You know what I'm saying? But I would like to sit and watch it with them in case they can't keep up because I understand it's a hard movie to keep up with. Um, But it's a good movie. Yes. Would I recommend it? Yes. For the sake of the show and how we, how we grade things and how we gauge. For sure. Yes. But um, in reality, is it something that I could just, tell my friends about and they watch they might miss it and oh, they, sure. they may not get the full gist of why i think this is a good movie so i'm just putting that little caveat in there that's a good that's a very good point and you're right those are two different questions so i really appreciate your answer brian same questions to you so do i recommend this movie i I do think it is a good movie, but I'm going to recommend it more to people who like superhero movies. And I feel like that's folks that listen to our podcast. I Mm -hmm. feel like if you like superhero movies, you have a really good sense of how these things are structured, like to a point, an arch enemy essentially just takes that base knowledge. And then it's like, okay, watch this. And it just goes in a completely bonkers direction. And I think that's the type of people that'll really enjoy this, that have a pretty good handle on like the superhero mythos. And then just, because that movie, it moves so fast that you need to fill in those blanks. And if you're familiar with superhero origin stories, that's not an issue. Right? Um, Would I recommend this to my mom? Probably not, um, because she'd be super confused like most of the time. Um, Peggy Roush, (laughs) Peggy Roush, we we love you. Um, So that's the type of person I would recommend the movie to. Um, Is it worth the price of admission? Seven dollars, I think, is actually like the perfect price for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That was meant to be one of my goods. The cost of this movie for what I got. Yeah. Yeah, I'd pay that. I'd pay seven dollars to even watch it. shit yeah. that i missed and if this yep. goes to streaming it's a like this is a steal yeah. like yes. seven bucks is yeah. yep. is just pennies honestly yep for sure that's not bad 
Um, I'm gonna answer both. What those about questions. you, Doug? What do you think? Yeah. Um, do I recommend it to other people? I think Marcus brings up a good point of like, I don't know if I would comfortably like throw it out at like, <laughs> you know, at, like at the gym, for example. Like as we're right. all warming up, getting ready to work out, like and two people are like, What'd you do this weekend? I'd be like, Oh, I watched a movie. If somebody said, What'd you watch? And I said, Arch Enemy, oh, should I watch it? I'd be like, I don't know. Like that's on you. It's a little out there and it's a little yeah. weird. Yeah. So I don't know if that's something I actually ran into this. So a buddy of mine from the gym, shout out to Rob McClay. Like he asked me on Saturday morning before I had a chance, Rob like McClay. watch this. Um, that's right, Brian. <laughs> good job, Brian. I appreciate you. I got um, you. So like, um, so he asked me like what we're reviewing this week. And I said, well, we're covering arch enemy and he watched it and he texted me like Sunday morning. He's like, well, I'm not getting that time back. Like he didn't like it. <laughs> So for me, I'm like, well, fuck, I just told him to like watch this movie that he hates. So, yeah, I got to back up that energy from Marcus of like, I don't know if I'm throwing this out into the ethos (laughs) of like, you have to watch it. I think Brian's point of like, if you are an artsy person who like artsy movies, this is you. If you like superhero movies and can deal with some assumed superhero like uh origin stories or superhero dynamics or tropes that exist yeah um and if you like artsy movies and superhero movies like bonus for you like this is absolutely for you so yeah yeah, i think it has a very specific audience do i like it and is it a good movie yeah i'd pay seven dollars again or like brian said this is a home run on streaming like i i think Mm -hmm. when it gets to streaming wherever that is i'll absolutely watch it again because it was enjoyable and i had a lot of fun watching it and i kind of want to go back and watch it again to see what else i missed because there are so many of those like throwaway moments that Mm -hmm. we never really follow up on that are huge that i would love to get some more information on and love to see i mean we didn't even talk about the giant action set piece i mean that's just like how dense this movie is in some parts yeah absolutely i mean and there's a lot there's a lot there they didn't like this movie and because when they go back to listen to this podcast you know they're going to hear us talk a lot of the good and not really the bad but then for the people that this movie is not for, they're going to be like, I completely disagree yeah. with all of well, it. And that's the beauty of movies. I mean, yes, it is. I think what is so fascinating about this film to me is that it, it's almost like a subgenre in itself, because yeah. if you don't enjoy, I mean, superheroes are its own genre now. And if you don't enjoy that genre, I don't know how you like this movie. Exactly. You're yeah. gonna, like, I just feel like people would be exactly. lost and it is really artsy. So it's like, man, you're like demographic is, like a, a half of a half like mm-hmm. yeah. you gotta get these people yeah. that want to be challenged in superhero mm. movies i like yep. i'm very confident saying most of the time they're not challenging like yeah. the exceptions usually prove the war- rule like harley quinn or yep. um like your end game like all that type of stuff like for yeah. sure yeah. but you never get my last thing you never get that i could see why it's kind of anticlimactic because you ne- i've used that word a lot today i don't know why You're but fine. like we never get that superhero moment. Yes. We see flies, which is a mm-hmm. wire, and that could be a budget thing or whatever, but we never get that superhero moment from Joe to say, outside of my blood being blue, I do have powers. We never get right. a power We never see him fly. So it's just the assumption yeah. that this fucker is crazy until the end. You I, know what I'm saying? And if yeah. you miss that, he said his blood was blue because Hamster says that really quick. He says, oh, he said his, his blood is not red. It's actually blue. And she shoots him and you miss that his blood is blue. You just yeah. said, well, what? Did she just shoot his ass with a paintball gun? You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? So yeah. like, yeah. There's, there's things missing there, which I, and, and it's why I could see 
why it would kind of go over people's heads that aren't oh, that's sure. not really paying attention like that. Yeah, so I, you, I get it. Yeah, you you have to take notes. Like you yeah. have to take mental <laughs> yeah. notes on a lot of this because yeah. and that's I think again, this will be the last thing I say is I think that there are so many throwaway things that it's sometimes hard to sort out what's important and what isn't. So you either have mm-hmm. to be committed to taking it all in, knowing that there's shit that you may not necessarily follow up on and taking from, and then piecing it together later or not. But I, again, I, I, I think it's enjoyable. And like I said, <laughs> cosmic action, cosmic horror, I, those right. apparently are things that exist in oh, this world and that's what we're going to follow up when we get yeah. daniel versus <laughs> max fist so um cool well this is it's available on streaming services it's available on yes. amazon prime it's available on voodoo um those are the two places that uh it's available on youtube um to rent as well um so check it out I, I mean if you want to but again if you fall into that very specific subset check it out or if you just want to see the shit that we're talking about follow it up and let us know what you yeah. think mm-hmm. um let's get into real quick reading and watching um the one the only marcus j destin what are you reading what are you watching reading i finally got that book i was talking about um by elizabeth acevedo this is called clap when you land Ooh. um it is it's supposed to be it's based off of a story about um there was a plane crash oh cool, um, cool. i think um in real life Sure. And it, and this story kind of it, it's wrote it's written. She's a poet. Elizabeth Acevedo is a poet, yeah. and she's written these in poem form. Oh, and, the, cool. and that's how the story is written in different perspectives. And so it's actually a really good book. I'm 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 slowly churning my way through it, but I I kind of want to sit and enjoy it. As far as watching, um, I kind of want to get back into. I've got you. Yeah, <laughs> there's a show that I really like, and it's called Mystery Glacius on Netflix. Really okay. good show. Okay. Even the big show. Um, they're like there's a there's a show called the big show featuring the wrestler the big show yeah um and like i just like those because they're really light-hearted tv shows this big guy who's like going into like a family man kind of comedy and and gabriel iglesias is like his stand-up is not really my style but i like the way that this show is written yeah written very realistic and um i really enjoy that so those are the things that i'm reading and watching sure brian what are you reading what are you watching so I am, I'm reading, I just finished a book this weekend, which I was really happy about. So the okay. uh, Thrawn book by oh. Timothy Zahn. Um, he, uh, if that if that name sounds familiar, he's written a lot of Star Wars books, but yep. he did a uh, standalone Thrawn book. And so I just finished that. And then he wrote a follow-up to that. So I'm only, I'll be reading that soon. I'm still reading Star Sight as my audio book. That's basically what I work out to now um so another way i can read a book in my downtime uh so i'm reading that as well again (laughs) sci-fi starfighter pilots it's me um and what am i watching i finished uh this first season of the wire getting all my hbo Mm, max value this Mm. month in the past 30 days it was from the streets oh my gosh um so right now i'm just kind of all i'm doing right now is watching rebels Okay. And still I'm chipping away at Rebels. Break. Yeah. Shout out to Rebels. I'll be back to The Wire season two, but everybody has told me like season two of The Wire is just not the best. So okay. that's why I'm kind of dragging my feet. But that's, that's what I'm reading and watching right now. How about yourself, Doug? I am currently watching The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, which, oh, um, which I enjoy. 
Um, it's good. Um, it stars um, the woman Anna who Taylor Joy. Yeah, uh, yeah, Anna Taylor Joy, and she's really good. And it's I think what was nice is because I saw her. We saw I get to saw see more of that acting chops that she kind of yeah. showed off in New Mutants because she was good yeah. in New Mutants. She was and the she, best part of New Mutants. She probably. was hands down the best of New Mutants, and so she's really good in this. So it's nice to see her in a different role. Um, what am I reading? Currently, I am. I got the Watchmen graphic novel for Christmas, so I've been reading, rereading that. Um, and then I'm also reading um, 2006. They did a sort of a reboot of Moon Knight, and I am reading Moon Knight on that via the Marvel Unlimited app. Um, yeah. And it is quite good. I enjoy that as well. Um, so that's kind of what I'm reading, what I'm, I'm watching this week. Not a whole lot. Um, I don't want to see the movie Onward ever again because in the past four days, my son has watched that four, like five times. You're um, kidding. I am not. I am not. And the thing is, is that he must be built like me because he watched that twice and he could quote it. And one day at dinner, that's he hilarious. comes up to me one day at dinner. He says like, hey, dad, the mom threw barley down. I went, what? And the movie's not on. He's like, in the movie, onward. The mom threw barley down. And Brittany's like, yeah, remember? Because she's the one who watched like portions of right. it with him. She's like, remember at the beginning they're wrestling and they threw. I was like, perfect, oh, shit. Perfect, so this kid, scene recall. This kid, <laughs> this kid is like memorizing this movie. So no Man. one talked to me about onward. We're not allowed to talk oh, about onward at all, sure? period. Did you? It's good. I like it, but I didn't want to watch it five times in three days. It was cute. Yeah. Um, Brian, did you hear the the rumors about um Thrawn in the um in in the Mandalorian or in that expansion of the oh, universe? It's part of the reason that like after Mandalorian ended, I was like, I've I have not touched like between yep. Clone Wars and A yeah. New Hope. I haven't touched a lot of that content. And that right. I was like, Well, I got time right now. I'm yep. not going anywhere. Yep. So that's what inspired my binge to finish Clone Wars, like the hand-selected good episodes, read that Ahsoka book, start reading the Thrawn books. And nice. I've enjoyed myself. Um, it doesn't feel like- Did you like... hear who they- Oh, go ahead. Who they were trying to get to play him? I have not heard that any of that. Rumor, that was rumored. They were saying because it's John Favreau that um, Robert Downey Jr. to Lordy. play Thrawn. Oh man, I yeah, don't know. That was, that's, that's been the rumor circulating. I saw, oh, man. That, I saw a rumor wants... that- rdj was putting pressure yeah Yeah, he wants to be in star wars yeah man i don't know i that's like a whole news episode i can go down a rabbit hole with i don't even know that maybe for our next news episode is that we'll really dive into the deep end on thrawn um let's close this bitch out um anything that we would like to plug this week brian what does the love nerds have coming up the love nerds is still your one stop shop place for crafts it's winter it's cold out get yourself some crafting supplies i know you can order them on amazon prime you can get some crafting supplies make yourself some crafts you can find all of those wonderful crafts and recipes at thelovenerds.com awesome 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 marcus never offended always humble what we got the Noah store is going to be closing soon so that we can revamp and bring you all some new gear. So please make sure that you go and buy your hoodies. Um, make sure you, not just hoodies, but we have a little bit of everything in there. T-shirts, crew necks, as Doug has on. Some of the there softest in the game. That's just the word on the street. Everybody keeps, I'm not telling people to say this, but they're saying that it's very soft stuff. It stands very up to the wash. Too. Wash this you thing see? like three times. Stands up to the wash. 
and, and that's so important when you're paying top dollar for top quality stuff so go to the noah store that stuff is a link in my bio uh hit the link tree in my bio at marcus j destin um it'll take you right to the store other than that continue to follow the mantra never offended always humble all right this is what i have to plug Go out and follow us uh, wherever we are on social media. Um, listen to the podcast. Share us with your friends. If you are one of those people who loves video content um, and you like being a part of a community, the Patreon is for you. Um, we've got a Discord channel going, and we've also got some video going um, up on there as well. Um, helps us continue to do this week in, week out, and we are proud to give it to you. So just... If you're willing to support us, any way you want to support us is great, but we would love it if you would be willing to do that Patreon-level stuff. Um, yeah, that's really all that I have. Wait, follow us everywhere, okay? Brian, can you please... Hold on, let me... Hold on, hold on, let me... What is the Twitter, Brian? Can you please tell us the Twitter so people can can add it? Can add it. it is Absolutely. I want to make sure I get this right because I have been put on the spot. So I'm going to oh. give you a little bit of filler here. But yeah, if you're not following us on Twitter, you're, yes. you're missing out. Uh, I got to let you know because we're retweeting ourselves. We're starting some conversations. Yeah. You may have missed out on our conversation about, you know what? The greatest couple that never was in the MCU, mm -hmm. Captain America and Black yep. Widow. What's up True with that? They were perfect for each other. Never figured it out. So if you like that type of content, you want to tweet at us, maybe you got a little bit of time, 140 characters or 280, whatever your deal is, you can follow us on Twitter at filmsinb underscore w yeah, and you'll yeah. be able to find us oh, also yeah. you can follow any of us uh any of our handles we're we are liking and tweeting all the time as Bro, well that's a that great account. way to get to that yep so and, you uh, can also make sure to follow us there it's on our website um on all of our stuff too so yep, make sure. sure to check us out give us a follow make sure you follow the instagram okay follow the instagram at films and black and white there's yep. no reason you're not how you listening we almost got two thousand plays but we only got 63 followers the numbers ain't matching up yeah, okay somebody's so not willing to somebody's take that listening. risk somebody's yeah. not willing to take that risk so listen commit we interact we like your pictures too as well you know what i'm saying it's not a one-sided thing and then last but not least doug wagner the facebook Please follow us at Films in Black and White on Facebook. Um, we've got something coming out every single day of the week. Mondays, yes. I'm going to give you a recommendation of things you absolutely must watch. Tuesdays, you can participate with us and participate and catch that quotable and you know guess a quote that we share there. Um, Wednesdays, we did we give you that weird but true knowledge. And Thursdays, we throw it back to a classic movie from long, long, long ago. Um, mm -hmm. We do our snack times on Saturdays there, also on our uh, Twitter and our Instagram as well. So follow that stuff. We're building out all this great content for you. So make sure you follow us there. And like Marcus said, we're pretty damn close to 2,000 listeners and some of y'all just don't want to follow us on social. So oh. maybe take the risk. It's not like people are checking you out. And plus, you're missing out on some cool stuff. But we also have a very, very important three-step process to success. Marcus, do you want to kick us off with the first step? Listen, the first step is is, is cold. And here in Vermillion, the weather's been good, but you know what I mean? Yeah, My true. throat been... <laughs> and the best way to fix that is by drinking some water. And, and you know what? All water ain't the same. All water don't taste the same. You got to find the thing that really fits you and your body and yep. takes you to that next level whenever you drink it. So find that water that fits you. You know what I mean? The one that <clears throat> cokes your throat and, and drink that water. Yep, for sure. Brian, step two, right. what do you got? 
I want to back up, Marcus, real quick before I go into the second one. Get yourself a giant water bottle, too. Yeah. You can get yourself yeah. a Camelback. Maybe get whatever whatever product you have and just fill that sucker up with water and you just drink it all day. It's all in one place. You don't have to get more glasses. Don't have to keep going back to the sink. In any case, that's, that's what I wanted to say. The second thing that we need you to do to have those steps for success, read. Just read yep. something. Read. I'm begging you whether it is a newspaper article That's maybe true. you got you saw washington post in your news little widget on your phone you're like eh, maybe later nah just just read it read some journalism maybe read a long form piece there's a lot of good stuff out there that you can learn about uh. maybe you want to read a fiction book go do that go <laughs> escape or maybe read a non-fiction book whether it's a biography maybe oh, it's yeah. about a slate of events who knows? Just go learn something and it opens up the entire world to you. Doug, yeah, just read. What do you Look, want to talk about? It's important that you all know this, okay? It's really important because the overall body, the health of the overall body, uh, is much like a house. It's built from the ground up. And a shitty basement makes for a shitty house. So it's really important that you clean your basement. And your basement is the crack of your ass. So grab some soap, grab a washcloth, a loofah, just something, some piece of cloth between your hand and your ass, and just scrub it, clean your basement. You don't want mold in your basement. Why do you want mold in your body? Just clean your ass, wash your ass, clean it up. Because, you know, like I said, you know you know how you have basement, you go down there, it smells damp, it smells dank, there's stuff dripping, and there's mold in there, and there's maybe some spiders in there that you can't get rid of. Spiders. Same thing. Same thing you got to worry about with your ass. Just clean it. Get all that stuff out. You don't want mold in your ass, just like you don't want mold in your basement. So wash your ass. That's the third step. Read a, read a book, drink some water, wash your ass. Really super important across the board. We will be back next week with another movie review. We are going to be covering Promising Young Woman, which drops on streaming services everywhere this week. Um, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we will catch y'all next week.